The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pixies Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and this is someday in the future with a mailbag. <laughs> Super Friends mailbag. Joining me to break it down, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, fellas? Breach, I didn't. Uh, I didn't ask you this because I forgot, but I did ask Brinson. Did you get your nifty windbreaker from CBS commemorating the NCAA March Madness is about to descend upon us? Not only did I get my nifty oh. windbreaker, I wore it to the park over the weekend. There you go. And uh, my daughter's running around just, you know, introducing herself to everyone because that's what little kids do. And I had at least two different people, both dads saying, oh, that's a, you work for the final four? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, what? Oh, they did didn't I ask work? you if you're a basketball player? Well, they're probably they did conf- not. They're probably confused because it's the upcoming Final Four. Right. I th- well, I think they both noticed that. And it's so it's like, why would you already have gear for the 2022 Final Four unless maybe you are like covering it or something? I was like, no. Did you have to did you get asked if you wanted the gear? Did was there an email? No. Oh, huh. interesting. Brenton wah, did wah. not get any, would be my uh correct. Why do I Brenton? Bull crap. Uh, anyway, today is Thursday, February 24th. Mailbag is being released uh, the same day. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, smash the like button. Feel free to comment on the video if you have a, a yeah, don't ask a question in the video because it's not live, but uh, comment anyway if you want to say hi. Uh, and if you haven't already hit that subscribe button and make sure to turn on alerts when free agency gets rolling, we will be, you will want to have alerts turned on. In fact, Really, right now, you might want to have alerts turned on for the YouTube page because we will go live frequently, far too frequently, <laughs> quite honestly. Leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're listening on there. Spotify just added the functionality functionality to rate. And if you uh, want your uh, question answered in a future mailbag, leave a five-star rating on Apple with your question, and we will get to it at some point this offseason. If it's draft-related, obviously, we'll bump it up for agency-related, et cetera, et cetera. Any questions like that, let us know. At uh, we did some Twitter questions for this show. At oh, yeah. 
Thunderball 1596 says, does defense still win championships? The past two Super Bowls seem to support that, but the Chiefs Super Bowl win was fueled by the by an offensive resurgence in the fourth quarter. Should teams thus invest more in defenses? Um, you could also argue that the Rams' investment in offense uh, helped to fuel the Super Bowl as well. So that would be my immediate counter. But uh, thoughts there on investing in defense versus offense? Wilson, I think. I, I think if you're going to be investing in anything, you're investing in offense, right? I, I mean, what's the last? good defensive team that carried their team to a playoff, like a deep playoff run. Like the Bengals defense got better as the season went on. The Chiefs defense last year got better as the season went on. Um, perhaps the, perhaps, I just I just said perhaps, uh, maybe the the Patriots and the Rams Super Bowl a few years ago, um, they were really good. But again, that's more Bill Belichick game planning against a, a starry-eyed Sean McVay and a, a underpowered, undermanned Jared Goff. I'm trying to think, like, if I if you're giving me the choice of taking an elite edge rusher or an elite, not quarterback because we know the answer to that, but elite like um, wide receiver, or maybe an offensive tackle, I, I think I'm I'm ranking those things: offensive tackle, wide receiver, edge rusher. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I think I mean defense can win. I, I don't know. I I don't necessarily. I think the I think the question is. Is not is I mean it's not does defense win championships because I don't think a team that is completely based around their defense is going to make a like the Baltimore Ravens right is going to make a run and win a championship like that or the eighty five Bears but I do think that teams that having a defense in the playoffs having a competent defense or having a defense that can create sacks create turnovers uh, get pressure on the quarterback in the playoffs is necessary. Well, I, I'll actually hold on. Let me, let me just correct myself before people yell at me. And maybe this is what you're going to do, Breach. The Buccaneers last year had a good defense, so that's that's clearly right. Exhibit A. But they also but had, they Tom, had Brady. Tom Brady, right? Right. right. Go ahead. And, and so to that, I would just say I don't think, like to Brenton's point, I don't think we're going to ever see a team again uh, like the 2015 Broncos, where you know the defense is carrying a, a limping Peyton Manning through the regular season and to a championship. That a team like that with an, an, an totally inept offense is probably not going to win the Super Bowl. So you see, you need something more than a strong defense. I, I think you need to be a team. And this year's Bengals is really a, a good example of look, that offense was piling up points the entire regular season. But then when it got to the postseason, they didn't score 30 a single time. Their defense really carried them through the postseason. I mean, they didn't give up. 24 points was the most they gave up in any of their playoff games. They only gave up 16 to the Titans, 19 to the Raiders. And even the Rams only scored 23 in the Super Bowl win. Um, so I think you have to have a good enough defense that's going to show up at some point. And it really feels like you have to have a good combination of both. What sounds like such a cop out, uh, you know, but one of the stats we've talked about is, is point differential. And when you have a high point differential, it usually means you have good offense, but you also have a good defense because you're limiting the other team's scoring opportunities. And when you look at the last uh, nine Super Bowls, eight of the nine champions ranked in the top six in point differential, including the Rams this year. So I just think you've got to, you can't just completely build an offense and expect to outscore everyone because that eventually fails. Uh, we've had 56 years of Super Bowls and the NFL's passing champion has never won a Super Bowl. So it is hard to just throw your way to a Super Bowl without some sort of defense to back you up at some point, because it's at some point in the playoffs, your offense is going to have a bad game and you need a defense there to carry you or vice versa. 
so I just think you got to build as evenly as possible, favoring the offense a little. Yeah, I think if you, oh, sorry, I was going to, like, you look at the, so the Broncos had a top five defense in 2015. 2016, the Patriots beat the Falcons, and the Patriots were an average defense, but they have Bill Belichick. So, you know, you can, I mean, I, I think that you, you provide a little bit of a, maybe an, an asterisk there when you talk about that. The the Eagles scored 141-33 against the Patriots, but they had a top five defense by DVOA uh, that year. In 2018, the Patriots did not, they, had a, uh, they, uh, they were like, Weighted Even with that Eagles, that Eagles Super Bowl, if Nick Foles doesn't play out of his mind, they're losing that game. So, well, and that's the thing is their defense. That's that's the opposite of this year's Bengals, where their defense carried them, and then the defense got blown out in the Super Bowl. So the offense had to do the heavy lifting in the Super Bowl, and, and somehow Nick Foles did it. Right, and you know the the 2019 Chiefs had an average defense, like they were. You know they were. We forget about that, and they played really well down the stretch. So I, I just think you don't. I don't think that you would want to, and this kind of goes back to when you're hiring a head coach, right? Or you're, or you're, you're an owner who's, uh, you know, you're, you're hiring a GM, you're hiring a head coach, you know, what is their philosophy going to be? Like Ron Rivera is a good head coach and I'm not saying he can't have a good offense, but for instance, you hire Ron Rivera, you're getting a program builder, but you're also getting somebody who's going to be focused on defense. You know, like, look at like, like do you, Vic Fangio, right? I mean, how you know, go through the list. I mean, like but, Matt, uh, the issue may be more age than side of the ball. Cause Brandon Staley, my, my, you know, my, who I love more than anyone is a defensive guy. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I'm not saying you can't hire a defensive guy. I'm just saying that they, I think sometimes that the approach to how they want to operate the team, like Mike Zimmer, right. I mean, Mike Zimmer had yeah. a lot of success in Minnesota, but he also, you know, wants to have a, doesn't want to have an offense. That's like a championship caliber offense. And that's why I think you need to build, you need to build around offense and then, but also make sure you can supplement it with defense. And if you want to win a championship, I mean, Breach, you're not wrong. I know it is like a cop-out, but like you have to have both. You have to have a, the 2009 Saints are a good example, elite level offense and a defense that, you know, even though it was fueled by bounties and, and illegal, uh, illegal hey, paid to players, um, was, you know, a team that could create a defense that could create turnovers, get hot at the right time, you know, got hot down the stretch. Same thing with the 2019 Chiefs. Maybe they weren't, they weren't, you're not going to win with the bottom of the barrel defense. It needs to be an opportunistic defense, but I would not want to build around defense. So eight hires, new coaches were hired this offseason without looking and without thinking. First number comes to your head. How many were defensive guys? Go. Two. Don't think. All right. You're both right. Two. I don't know if you cheated. Whoa. Or no, I just guessed. Yeah, two. And one, Dennis Allen, I don't even know if he counts because he was sort of already there. Um, Matt Eberflus. But, but the other one's Matt Eberflus, right? Yeah. Who a lot of people like, and perhaps he's more like Brandon Staley in terms of being new agey with his philosophies as a, as a head coach as opposed to being a grizzled old defensive guy like uh, Mike Zimmer, for example. Yeah, and look, I mean, I'm not again, I'm not saying you can't hire a defensive head coach, but I think that defensive head coach needs to have a mindset about how they want to approach building the roster out and and how, and what their uh, approach is going to be on offense. And just inherently defensive coaches are going to be a little more conservative. Uh, although I guess anyway. Um so to answer the to answer the question. Yes, defense still wins championships, but not in the same vein that it used to 25 30 years ago. I think defense wins championships when it balances the offense. Yeah. Like the, the Rams are a good example. They're really good on both sides of the ball and they burn through all their picks and you know that worked for them, it may not work for other people, but if the Rams didn't have a good defense, they probably lost if they didn't have a good offense, they would have lost too and and Breach would wouldn't be here. He'd be celebrating uh 
I don't know, wherever the Bengals would celebrate. In a river daily, full of chili. How was your daily cry today, Breach? Uh, you know oh, what, Lord. Brenton? It wasn't as long as the past 11 days. So yeah. it's, it gets progressively shorter by about three seconds each day. But since the first one was five hours, we're just <laughs> barely. Can you imagine Breach's down. wife saying to his 18 month old, Yeah, don't go in that room, Daddy. Daddy's got cry time for the next. Uh, she, she cries with me. It's the like baby the, cries uh, with me. Except it's she's like, like hungry or something. It's like the uh, the gif of Tobias Funke in the shower, like it's like sobbing uncontrollably. Why does Daddy shower seven times a day? Don't worry about it. He's just Brinson, The gloves are off. You don't get your windbreaker, and you're all in on breach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just as an example from this year, so uh, the Bills, and I'm looking at DVOA. Um, the Bills, number one defense by DVOA, and and there was nobody with either the top four teams were a little more. Uh, pushed out than, than anyone else. But Bill's number one defense by DVOA had a really good offense too. And they were really close to making a Super Bowl run. So I mean I think you know that's a that's a good example of a team that could do that. The Cowboys, number two defense by DVOA, had a very good offense as well. You know, they um they could have made a playoff run. We don't trust Mike McCarthy to do it, but they have the they had the sort of team where if they won the Super Bowl, you wouldn't be that shocked. And then three and four, the Saints and Patriots. And both teams uh, either made the playoffs or close to making the playoffs, but had massive deficiencies on offense that made it almost impossible to picture them winning the Super Bowl, right? Rams at five, Cardinals at six, both playoff teams, uh, 49ers at seven. And then, you know, like all those teams could have won it. And then the Colts at eight and Tampa at nine. Miami had the 10th defense by DVOA. I mean, I think I just think you can easily sort those teams by Super Bowl contender or not Super Bowl contender based on do they have a good offense? You know, do you trust their offense to carry them? And with the, like the Colts, Dolphins, Saints, and, and Pats, it'd just be hard to picture them winning the Super Bowl, even with a top 10 defense. Yeah, well, and the 49ers are a really good example because their defense absolutely carried them through the postseason. They didn't give up. Nobody even scored, or I guess the Rams scored 20 on them, but uh, they didn't give up more than 20 points in any of those games. You know, they shut down Aaron Rodgers. They held the high-scoring Cowboys to 17 points. Yeah. And so, but again, if you don't have that offensive help, that is that defensive, it's only sustainable for so long. And we saw it end uh, an NFC title game in the game. They probably well, should have won because they were winning by 10 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that they, um, they could have easily won the Super Bowl, but, but they didn't but even get there. Right. Like you, like if you give them a little more, you give them a little more offense and, and you feel really good about it. Okay. You put a little more sticky stick them on Jaquiski Tart's gloves. There you go. Kwaski. At Boom. it's Steve Lovell says, How long until we talk about Aaron Rodgers being a flat truck, flat track bully? I love it. All That's right. It. So, first of all, I had to look that up. Do you guys know without looking what a flat track bully is? I, I thought it was like a golf term where you just sort of uh, go low on like really easy courses. And what were you going to say, Breach? Uh, well, I also looked it up because I was not uh, going to come in here uh, looking like a fool. Brent is right. It can be. It's a in general a sports person who dominates inferior competition, but that that right. works for the golf the golf yeah. comparison as well. Well done. Thanks. Brent Brentson is not a flat track bully in golf. Well, good on our good on the guy asking the question for uh, getting us to educate ourselves. I thought he had. I thought yeah. I thought he he had. Uh, mis, I thought, I thought he was something. pulling something from like a country song. Mistyped something. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> hey, jokes on us. Did you see the, uh, speaking of country songs, did you see the, oh boy. No. <laughs> if it's country related? No, 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 no. The clip, the Applebee's thing, the CNN. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. All right. So it's Steve. It's Lowell. Great. How he can do well in the regular season against the bears, but isn't it about time the serial MVP showed up in the playoffs? Well, let's turn the question around as a Steelers fan. Would I want Aaron Rodgers on my team? 
for three first round picks. Yes. Hell to the yes. <laughs> uh, as that guy that was doing the Miami game said 15 years ago. Uh, or hell to the no. Yeah, absolutely. I do. That doesn't change the fact that it, perhaps he doesn't show up against the biggest competition. But I do wonder, is this a function breach of just Tom Brady being so good for so long that we think everyone's supposed to be that good? Or just Aaron Rodgers choking moments he shouldn't? Uh, I do think it's a combination of both. Man, two questions where I'm just copping out totally here. But you do have Tom Brady spoiled us all, and Tom Brady has set the bar so high that it's going to be impossible for any quarterback to meet that standard where you say, hey, look, we've got this guy who's won four MVPs. Have How come he hasn't won more Super Bowls? Tom Brady uh, doesn't have four MVPs, and he won seven Super Bowls. And so it does feel like Aaron Rodgers absolutely should have more rings on his fingers. And you look at what happens in the postseason. I don't remember someone this week wrote a, a big critique of Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, it's something I think we've all been saying, haven't done a long form piece on it, is that he kind of gets tight and and puckers up in the playoffs. He doesn't take these risky throws. He's not. I mean, we always talk about how his interception total is so low. Uh, it's because he doesn't take a ton of risks, especially in the postseason. Would you or would you not want him on the Steelers in 2022? I would not. OK, that's that's where I'm going. Yeah, no, no, this is not. And Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback in the NFL going into next season. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, two-time but, rating MVP. Yeah. But it, does that mean that he hasn't struggled in the playoffs? I mean, no, I get that. I mean, all right. Let's, well, let's, let's remember for whatever crazy reason, this is because it's, it's, this is like, this is so long ago, but, and this is because how stupid, you know, covering the NFL has been for so long. Like after he lost to the Cardinals, in his first playoff game, they're sort of like, oh, like, uh, is this a guy far? I mean, can he can he can he win in the big moments? It's like he threw for four twenty three, four and one, and then the very next year comes back and has a, a fairly epic. Although he laid an egg against the Bears in the NFC title game in a game where Jay Cutler couldn't play because of an injury that like people called him soft for, uh, but otherwise had an almost per- perfect run in the postseason, including an outstanding Super Bowl. Um, you know, wins wins the Super Bowl. So let's let's kind of look at just look at it from after that. And I think you can put the losses in some context. But well, real quick, that first game was the one where they lost in overtime. It was uh, an insane. Nobody game. nobody blamed that on Rogers. Nobody was saying, you know, because remember Pete Manning had that uh, he can't win the big game, and no one blamed that first loss on Rogers. And like you said, he won Super Bowl next season. So there was nothing there. But then they well, there was at least there was at least like a oh like the, you know like like the guy who replaces Favre didn't get to you know can't beat the I, there was some of that. I think it started. It, I think it started more when they went 15 and one in 2011. Looked like one of the best teams right. in NFL history, right. yeah, yeah, which yeah. is okay. where you're going. And then lost yeah. in the first round. Yes. So they lose to the Giants, the eventual Super Bowl champion Giants. Rodgers goes 26 of 46 for 264, two touchdowns and a pick. Like that Giants team had a great defense, and that was a really really bad loss for the Packers. Well, know, hold but- on, hold on, hold on. That Giants team actually had a horrible defense, but they played great in the playoffs. They were the lowest ranked defense to ever win a Super Bowl. Oh, right. Mm. But they mm. had they had pass rush. Like they had a they had but yeah, guys. it all came together in the playoffs. The defense yeah. was if you just go by the playoffs, they were like the 1985 Bears. But when you look at the entire regular season, they had a pretty bad regular season. By the way, it's worth noting, Steve Lowell, Steve Lavelle, excuse me, I can't read. Doesn't ask about how good Aaron Rodgers is. He just says, "Shouldn't he show up in the playoffs?" Yeah, we're, I, we're going through the play. We're going through. So then, I know, but I was just sort of saying, I love Aaron Rodgers because he's good. I want him on my team. But the reality is, as you guys are noting, that he 
He hasn't showed up. Pa- Packers were an well, eight-point favorite. Eight-point favorite that, in that game and lost that by was, 17. That was a really bad loss at home to lose by 17 to the Giants, a team that you know had snuck in as a as a wild card. Um, the uh, it beat the, the Falcons. So that that loss can probably be a little bit pinned on him. Yes. Uh, the following year, they beat the Vikings pretty handily. Doesn't have big stats. Then they lose by 14 points to the 49ers. That was one of those Colin Kaepernick teams. He has 257 passing yards, 67% completions, two touchdowns, one pick. I don't think we put that on him. That was really on everybody's point at the Green Bay defense. You gave up 45 points. You know, right. you score you score 31 points in the playoffs, you expect to win. Yes. The next year, they lose again to the 49ers, 23 to 20. Rodgers is 17 of 26 for 177 yards and a touchdown. He's got to take some of the blame for that one, right? Yes. Okay. The following year, they beat the Cowboys. He had that epic throw to the sidelines to uh, was it Jared Cook. Is that right? What did Jared know. Cook? I'll give you credit for that. It seems like a good guess. Sounds right. Or is it Jermichael yeah. Finley? I think it was Jared Cook. Jermichael Cook. It was... Gerald Finley. <laughs> Stop it. By the way, while you look this up, let me tell you something quickly that you will not believe. It was Jared Cook. 36 yes. yards. I just on, gotta, on third and 20. Yeah. I just, I'm hesitant to say this out loud, but I will for fear of repercussions. I just got a text from Spanky Wakeman, which is how I have Sean Wagner McGuff in my you phone. You actually haven't saved a Spanky Wakeman? Yeah, I love it. Just because someone called him that, like some some reader was angry with him and, about something he wrote. <laughs> he said, uh, if, if we're planning, he's talking about me, if we're planning to watch the Arsenal game, don't tell him what happens because he's going to be in class and he wants to watch it and enjoy it later. So I said, I'm not going to tell Brinson that because he'll just text you every five minutes. <laughs> but I just told you because it's just too good not to. What time right, does Arsenal play on Thursday? It must be 2.45, maybe 3, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. <laughs> just asking for a friend. Quite a good <laughs> Don't text live, that so. live updates coming, baby. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll forget to do it. Don't worry. Um, Okay, so anyway, moving on through Rodgers, just, I mean, they play, the next year they play, they beat, or they beat Dallas, then they lose to Seattle 22 to 28. He's 19 Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you? He, remember he okay, beat, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he beat but Dallas. Oh, no, and the Jared Cook game was the 34-31. The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. The, the first Dallas game was the Des Bryant catch game. Oh, God, that's right. And and, and that's right. That's the did Des catch it, but Rogers played great in that game. I can already hear Cowboys fans. They were probably saying, you guys got it wrong the whole time. Then you started the soccer conversation and they're still mad. And then we had to flip back and correct ourselves. But yeah, the first one was the Des catches game. Uh, Then they uh, play the Seahawks. Hold on. And they blew. That's the Seahawks game is where they blew the lead. Oh my God. That's right. That's where they, in the championship game where Russ, it goes to overtime and Russ throws the walk-off winner and Michael Bennett's riding the police bike. They were yeah, up right. 19 to seven with two and a half minutes left. A couple things. Quarter. The onside kick that got messed up by, I don't remember the kid's name, but he Richard got Rogers. Well, we should, I was going to say we shouldn't bring his name up because he was getting death threats and I'm sure that only rekindle some fires and some angry Pat, uh, Packers fans. Number one, number two, that was the game where Mike McCarthy kicked a field goal 25 times from the two yard line. Yep. So yep. I can't blame that on Aaron Rodgers, even uh, though he Ro- just haven't Rogers played been- poorly, but that was a really good Seattle defense and McCarthy was conservative as hell. Right. And to the point, I don't know, was McCarthy fired shortly thereafter a breach or no, was that a while after? Okay. That was a while after. More yeah. than a year? Like three years. Mm. So 2016, or th- after the 2015 season, they play uh, NFC East champion Kirk Cousins, the Washington football team. Um, excuse me. Uh, in Washington, beat them handily. Rodgers plays fine. Um, I mean, 
It wasn't a close game, and he played well. They lose to Arizona the next week at Arizona. He didn't play that well. So was, they was scored that the other overtime game. Yes, that that was they scored twenty points. One of those touchdowns was a hail mary on the last play of the game. Um, right. So it's it's. You can kind of pin that one on the Rodgers. Cardinals deserve to win. They played better. The Packers got one very awesome. I would say lucky, but Rogers is so good at that. It seems more like a skill play at this point. And then that sentence overtime. And then obviously they lost. God, the Cardinals got absolutely smoked, smoked <laughs> by the Panthers in the NFC championship game that year too. It was like 45, 19 or something. Oh yeah. Didn't, I remember that game. Who was their starter? Carson Palmer. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, that was, that was, a, that was, a, that was a, that's the, we're in the, Broncos Panthers. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Jake DeLong. Uh, when that whole double game. Cowboys game is completely yeah. throwing me off. So then the the next year they uh they have, they have the boat game where they they crush Ben McAdoo's uh New York Giants after the Odell Beckham well, uh, boat picture. For that? What's that? Does he get credit for that at least? Or are you blaming the people going on the boat for him not for that has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers? No, no, he, he threw for 360 yards, four touchdowns, and no picks. They absolutely destroyed him. He gets all the credit in the world. Then they beat Dallas in that it's game. It's all the credit Jared, there. That's the Jared Cook. Yep, that was that was him. Uh, then they lose 44-21 to a dominant Falcons team. Rodgers played fine. I'm splitting this one up as like 60% the defense, 40% the offense. Because although the defense gave up 44 points, so if the scoreboard says it was a blowout, the Packers had zero points at halftime. So if you're not getting, if you're the defense not getting any help from the offense, that's a problem. If you get shut out in the first half, that puts yeah. some of the loss on the offense. Yeah, I agree with that. That's fine. Uh, and so next year they beat Seattle. Oh, no, sorry, not the next year. They don't go to the playoffs again under Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy gets fired. So now we have three years of Matt LaFleur coaching the team beginning in 2019. They beat Seattle at home. And then lose absolutely get boat raced by the 49ers. Rogers' numbers aren't great in that game, but that was pretty uh, much on the defense. But but also fun fact, second playoff game in a row where zero points in the first half from the offense. Mm. That's two in a row where you get shut out in the first half. That puts your defense on its heels. So again, I'm I'm get, put a little blame on the offense there. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, defense sure. can't give up 37 points either. Right. Exactly. They got absolutely destroyed. Uh then they beat the Rams. That was John. The John was that John Walford? Or is that the Oh gosh, it may have been. Oh man. Um, no, golf golf played in that game. No, that was where they thought Wofford got hurt the week before. That's and right. Goff That's came right. in because he wasn't going to play with his injured thumb. Hey, and it seemed like yeah. McVeigh was doing whatever he could not to play golf. Yeah, that's right. And then they lose to uh Brady. I that one you can't give up 31 points to Tom Brady when you intercept him four times. And also you can't kick a field goal when you're down eight in the fourth quarter with a minute and a half left. You can. Well, I guess you can. But you should. I, I don't. I, but I don't put that game on Rodgers. That one's more on the floor in the defense. Yeah. And then, then this loss to San Francisco, you can definitely put on Rodgers. So, I think it's. Uh, now, here's the other question before you sort of some uh, give us your summation. Here. How much? Like there are games we can point to that Tom Brady has played absolutely horrific, including sure. the Packers game two years ago before they went to the playoffs to three three interceptions the Super Bowl. I mean, so I, I wonder what how you weigh that against uh, Rodgers's average replacement level performance, if you want to call it that. So I don't think that he's, I mean, I think he's had some bad, I, if I were to take the, if, if we were to split the pie, take all the playoff losses since they won the Super Bowl and, and, and place blame, I think Rogers is probably getting like 30% of it. If you look at their last four playoff losses, they are averaging 4.25 points per game in the first half. 
Well, that's not acceptable. Right. So like automatically, you're probably going to be trailing. Your defense 14. is playing on its heels. You're not scoring more than four points per game in the first half. That's that's is a problem. That, but I mean, look, we can blame Rodgers, but is that a function of conservative play calling? Because you get the playoffs and you, you know. Well, you it's a, a little... combination of LaFleur and McCarthy. It's not like all these games are McCarthy. So yeah, yeah, we can blame the coaches, but it's. But there's two coaches and one quarterback. There's yeah. one constant. There's one constant <laughs> here, and it's the quarterback. All right. I, I, again, I don't think Rodgers is like some playoff choker. Send him to Pittsburgh. That's the only solution. It is just weird. It's been like Murphy's law, which is funny because the president's name is Mark Murphy. We're just everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for the Packers in their playoff losses. And, and let's not forget, we got to pin some of the special teams against San Francisco. I mean, you know, uh, and, and the Seattle game years yeah. ago, the onside. Sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 no Rogers is probably fine, but these playoff losses, it's playoff losses are fine line. Like and Tom Brady look, has, you have, you have all these moments where Tom Brady could have ended up being like this guy botched you know, eight Super Bowl chances or, you know, he had like, he, he had went to the Super Bowl eight times and won one game or you know, had a bunch of close wins in the playoffs. So just these playoff games are just close. And, you know, sometimes you have uh fluky results, but yeah, I think you could safely say that Rogers could uh, use some more playoff wins. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, a couple more questions. At Godless Key asked, the last two Super Bowls at State Farm Stadium brought us the helmet catch and Malcolm Butler's INT. What crazy play or memorable moment will come out of next year's big game in Glendale? Uh, Mason Rudolph, 99-yard scramble, game-winning touchdown. God. That's easy. Dwayne Haskins, uh, Haskins touchdown pass in the corner. <laughs> right, to Mason Rudolph. That would be home. hilarious. I'm, I'm going to say uh, an Evan McPherson 53-yard field goal off the upright. And they lose again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say, gotta add some drama here. People have to have a reason to watch. Yeah, I guess so. I'll um, just say generically though, a field goal off the upright. Oh, that'd be, let me that'd give be you pretty my, dramatic on the final play of the game, right? Let me give you my Super Bowl prediction. I think I have it written down somewhere. Oh, I know what it is. Here it is. You ready? Oh, two middle fingers. No, no. I, I said this on HQ like right after the Super Bowl because they asked me crazily. Uh, my Super Bowl prediction is. The Eagles over the Broncos. And you can do the math. Who do you think is starting quarterback? One is easy. One you have to do a little math on. Is I mean, it Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, that, that's pretty obvious, I guess, huh? So so I know that's the only way those two teams are getting to the Super Bowl. Three yeah. first-round picks for Russ if you're the Eagles. I do that in a heartbeat. Maybe you, you split them up. You don't do all this year, whatever. And then, of course, Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers connection. But that's that's my Super Bowl prediction. Eagles over the Broncos. Remember that breach. Um, I'm going to say that uh, after, a, uh, after another incredible – Drive down the field, including a no look pass to Cooper Cup. Uh, here we go. I knew it. I knew Matthew it. Stafford throws a touchdown pass, <laughs> a game winning touchdown pass to Odell Beckham to topple the Chiefs and to solidify all the things that I love about Matthew Stafford. But then we're debating whether or not he deserves to go in the Hall of Fame because he threw that game winning touchdown pass after throwing four interceptions in the game. Exactly. Exactly. And he, 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 and he said the single season interception record by throwing 60 interceptions. Someone's bitter about the Super Bowl loss. <laughs> he threw two interceptions. <laughs> One was the receiver's fault. The other was an arm punt. All right. Well, they're interceptions. They, they count, as interceptions. count as interceptions. Hey, 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 you know what doesn't count as an interception? A Super Bowl win. It's true. Well, no, it's a, it's a different. Oh! This guy dunking on me. It's a different category. You're right. dunking on a guy who had to watch his team losing the Super Bowl. I'm so surprised about it every day, Brinson. How low can you go? 
That's how low you're looking you at. Even, you don't even know. <laughs> you don't know how low I can go. I, I think I have some idea. All right, right 15, 15 minutes. Here. Let's get to these final two. <laughs> Wait, what was uh, Wilson? What's your non Mason Rudolph 99-yard scramble prediction? Oh, I wanted to give my Super Bowl prediction just so I'll get it. Okay, on the okay. That's and then Ross um, versus Rogers. Yeah, I think and Eagles versus Broncos. I think that's that's saucy enough. And it, who knows what will happen once we get there? But perhaps as well, well, uh. Oh, the other thing too is like you know you talk about the we talk about all these Rogers playoff games. I mean Rogers to Devonte Adams in the corner of the end zone, Big Ben Santonio home style to to walk off his career with the second Super Bowl would be pretty incredible. Yeah, no one's talking about all the other stuff he does that. And I think two Super Bowl wins is certainly enough uh, over the course of that career. So people could winch about that he hasn't gone to the Super Bowl enough either. Yes. Right. If you, yeah. I mean, just like Peyton, Peyton got the second one and everybody's like, all right, cool. But the, the reality is Peyton shouldn't have gone to any of them. So the fact that he made one was a miracle. The fact that he won two is, uh, he just money, happens, baby. happens to be in the right, uh, alternate universe. He's in the, the exact right universe. All right. What's next? Next. I can from, tune, out, tune out for this one. Go ahead. At the underscore Pablo man as your number one fan from Scotland. Shout out Ooh. Scotland. What Scotch. Good day, mate. What Scotch single malt whiskeys have you tried? Also, what teams do you think will be looking to draft over here in Scotsman, David Oyabo, and how high will he go? T- top 10. Do you guys uh, want my, my Scotland story real quick? Sure. Well, just so we're clear, I was doing an Australian accent, and I was ripping off Dumb and Dumber. That's why I laughed, because uh, it was funny. I, I got it, good. Wilson. It's, it's only 30 seconds long. It's not even that good of a story. So when I went to Europe with my wife, we flew in to... Scotland and you know if you go in we go we fly overnight don't sleep and then go out that whole day and check things out so that you're dead the next day and you get used to the time zone and you can just fall asleep right away so we're out to dinner in Glasgow I thought you were going to say you guys made out the whole time on the airplane that's why you didn't get any sleep well I mean that too but th- it's <laughs> frowned upon because there's so many children around um but so the, we're at a restaurant at like 7 30 p.m in Scotland and we have not slept in probably 23 hours. And I literally fall asleep at the dinner table. And I, I probably looked punch drunk and my wife had to wake me up. And then we had to walk back to the hotel. What'd you, what were you eating? I couldn't even tell you. Oh, that I, is a great story. I couldn't I can tell you anything about this restaurant other than my wife shaking me like, all right, pay the bill so we can go. So to recap, Breach flew across <laughs> the ocean, went to a restaurant and fell asleep. <laughs> great story. This guy's a writer. <laughs> um. Talk to me about the draft, uh, Wilson. So David Ajabo, I didn't know he was of Scottish ancestry. Either. Edge rusher, had a great season. Um, some people think that he might end up being better than Aiden Hutchinson. He went to Michigan, played opposite him uh, uh, on, the, on the line there. Um, and I think I had him going like top 15 for sure in my latest mock draft and typically right around that range. He's good, man. He's really good. And if you need an edge rusher and you're picking on the top 15, he is not a bad way to go. And He could even go higher than that, especially for teams that, um, you know, see the potential in him as we like to say, because uh, just scratching the surface. And of course, everybody's favorite, favorite Scottish player is the Scottish hammer, Jamie Gillen, who got cut by the Browns. recently. <laughs> He's the part. And I think got signed by the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. He has the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite? Um, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not as big a Scotch guy as I am a bourbon guy. My dad is a big. What's the difference? One's just in Kentucky. Is that it? American versus Scottish. Um, but it's similarly made. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, I think so. But do they taste similarly? They do taste similarly, but not all the time. Gotcha. Uh, scotch is a lot more, has a lot more, is a lot peatier. 
and like a lot um, sort of earthier, smoke, smokier, earthier, I think. And bourbon maybe can tend to be a little sweeter, um, a little oakier. Gotcha. So those, I think, I mean, and rough approximation there. Um, I would say that, uh, so Lagavulin, well, I don't know if that's, I mean, like, I, I'm just, I know these are some of the ones I've had. Uh, McAllen 12 is freaking awesome. My in-laws got me some of that for my birthday and it is fantastic. Is that what you bought breach on your wedding to Miami when you didn't invite me out? Uh, that, no, the only Glenn Levitt. And when you say McAllen, I think those are the only two scotches I've ever had in my life. Um, I think I assume Johnny Walker's. Oh yeah. I guess Johnny Walker. Does that count? My dad drinks Johnny Walker black label. Johnny Walker, uh, blue label is incredible if that's what jerry jones drinks two hundred dollars a bottle um, black label a bottle uh it's not, not two hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> like 40 bucks a fourth oh. okay that's that's different gotcha yeah yeah i mean it's a huge difference uh maybe it's 60 bucks i'm not sure I, uh glenn Fittich, i've had a lot of um and uh what was i looking at the oh spring bank um let me see if i can find spring yeah, Springbank. I, I, Springbank ten year is a hundred bucks a bottle. I want to say over Christmas that my dad was had busted out like a Springbank twelve or I don't know if they have a fifteen, but he, it was a really really nice scotch. Um, mm. Springbank very good as well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. I mean, there's I mean, there's there's a ton more obviously. Glenn Levitt is very good, and these are probably like more. Um generic scotch like like i don't know if, i've never been to scotland so i don't Rich went to sleep there once at a restaurant i did i went to Edinburgh too so did i have you, a question did for you a, did you, did you, you might have been telling the story but i, I wasn't listening um did you, did you say you went on like a tour of a, and then no, i he, went to i went to sterling glasgow had to go see william wallace's sword yeah huh. could you, you pull it out right? you didn't go like taste uh, a scotch tasting tour or anything uh we did not that's a mistake I mean, we had plenty of scotch. Okay. So, what, do you remember? Do you remember the ones you drank? No. Okay. I fell asleep at the restaurant. You think I remember anything? Right. We're we're lucky to remember. I had so any I have, scotch. I have at a all. question for for Pablo Man, the typical Scottish drinker. What do you think the mix is between uh, beer consumption and, and perhaps scotch consumption? That's my question for Pablo Man. Breach, you were asleep the whole time, so I would ask you, but you probably don't have no recollection. <laughs> I would guess that in Scotland, there's more scotch. I don't know. Are a lot of I mean, beers. a lot of it seems like they, a lot of people drink beer, though, because yeah. we were at a few pubs and there was a lot of beer being drank. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't just just drink scotch all the time. I mean, you can. I mean, yeah, you can. Um, yeah. Then, then, you get like, your own, then you get your own podcast and it's called the Pick Six. Pick Six Scotches. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. That's your future. Um, <laughs> From Spinny G, you're dropped on a desert island with a solar-powered boombox and allowed to bring <laughs> one album to listen to for the rest of your days. One musical album. I love this uh, question because uh, we used to do a list of ten. We would um, when I ran my we ran our old site Brossom. We would ask people to do give us your ten desert island albums that you could take with you. You know, and you can see the you know you had to pick a list of ten albums that you would take on a desert island. Um, but this is just one album. On a solar-powered boombox, what album are each of you taking? Uh, before we embark on this, I think this is an important one, or this is an important distinction for me. Do you, do live albums qualify? 
I don't care. I mean, unless you're talking some fish album that's 20 hours. Is that what you're talking, trying to do? It I can't mean, be one you like made at home and where you meshed a bunch of songs together. No, 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 that's no, no, not no. a mixtape. I mean, like, I mean, like, the, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah, like, no the, mix band, the band released an album that is a live performance of theirs. I, I, yeah, think, the I question, think you're going to get a sick of the audience applauding all the time. This is, this is the rest of your life. Man. No, I think he's island. trying to, he's trying to loophole in uh, no, 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 extra well, three or four hours. Okay. So like the last waltz, no, no, it's not, it's not about time. It's just about like my favorite albums, but like the you last waltz. If, if it's, you know, if it's two hours or whatever, I don't care. You can do whatever you want. If it's eight hours and that's, that's where I have a, I might have to take it up with the board. Okay. But at the end of the day, I'm fine with it. That's fine. Okay. I think I have my wow. album. Actually, not as hard as I thought. All right, what's your album? I'm going to go with Low End Theory, Tripod Quest, 1991. I listened sure. to that a lot in, in college, and I was thinking, like, uh, like I don't want to listen to, like, like Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg nonstop. But, like, Low End Theories, you can chill out, and, you know, you'll be laying there staring at that GD boombox all day, so you might as well try to try to chill out as you try to figure out a way to grow some herbs on that island so you can relax. <laughs> see, well, see, that's the thing with this question is, if it's 10 albums, you're going to want to mix it up. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to have some diversity in there. Like, you know, some days you're gonna be feeling hyped up. You're gonna want, you know, that right. Dr. album. Um, this is one album, so it's not about like check out how I like check out what kind of cool like, music I appreciate. You're not like because no one's gonna be there. It's just gonna be yeah, you. you're by yourself. Like if you're if you're if you're like if you want like a Beethoven symphony, you know, like like by all means, go for it. If you like listen to crap, like you don't want to be like oh Nirvana, never mind. It's a seminal rock album of the right. 90- Nine inch nails, and you're killing yourself because Trent Reznor's yelling <laughs> and screaming for drowning yourself, like 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 tiny tiny rock to yourself. Exactly. Uh, Breach, do you know where do you want me to go? Uh, I would go with Britney Spears. Booty and the Blowfish. Ah, there it is. That's- Cracked rear view. Is that the uh, first one? It was the first one. It was I think it might have been the first album I owned, and it just says, like Brinson just said, you have to stick with something. You have to listen to it for the rest of your life. Mm. So you are thinking you want to like. Most of the songs on the album sitting on offense, but there's there's like six or seven good songs yeah, on no, that album, so it, it, that gets you through. There's no album where you like every song. You know, it's funny, Breach, where like you I'm, love every song. I am so old that in must have been my sophomore junior year of college, I got a bootleg of, of some Hootie songs before they came out, and they were sort of an underground band. And then the next year or so, that album you're talking about came out, and they they obviously were big, but I was on the hootie train. Something not very many people would brag about. Uh, a good eighteen months before they became what they became. All right, I can't wait to hear uh, Emo Brinson's pick here. We need we need Spanky Wankman. Well, so I hope the statute of limitations is passed on you admitting that you were getting bootleg albums, or you're going to have the Napster people come after you. <laughs> Napster people who no shut down Napster, the motion picture. Somebody somebody sued everyone. That's who's coming after you. All right, to make you pay for those albums. I can't believe you actually just said if I had to take one album to a desert island, it would be Hootie and the Blowfish. Hey, it's it's upbeat. Breach is pretty oh, upbeat. It's your it's your. Well, why you get going? Well, I can't wait to make fun of Brinson's choice now. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna, gonna be. It's it'll gonna be the be... fish live from Canada. Their American stuff is good, but whenever they go to Canada, they just take <laughs> off. It's way it... different. You done made Breach mad. Um, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, you're not wrong. I can't go ahead. Let's hear. Yeah, it. You're not that far off. Um, I, I was gonna so widespread. Well, I mean, it's definitely going to be a widespread album if I pick my. Um, yeah, there it is. Although, so like, well, no, I was just going to say like, if w- one album 
It's got to be something I know I can listen to over and over and over and over and over. That's why Breach picked Hootie. I know. I'm, I'm, it was just Hootie and Blowfish is out of left field. I feel like that's fair to say. No, like I, I picked, what? I said, I said Britney Spears. That's his genre. Like he likes. Did you peppy. know that Breach liked Hootie and the Blowfish? I didn't. But there's not a huge jump from Britney Spears to Hootie. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Is Breach, like, it, Breach it, said, development in the in the early 2000s? If he what? said Bjork or something, I'd be like, okay, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. Yes, <laughs> Hootie's a little Hootie's a little surprising. That's all. Yeah, I'm all right with it. Go ahead. What is? You're it? Just jealous because really I bet that was Brinson's <laughs> album, and now he's mad because I have it on my island, so he can't have it on his island. Scrambling, I'm scrambling to replace Hootie in the blow. <laughs> yes, um, that, that's so, like filibustering. No, no, no. I was going to say that for I'm not filibustering. Like if I could take a live album, that's what I would take. Take um, it. We don't care. I would take either the last waltz or uh Is that widespread. Yeah, no, that's the band. Um, and they have tons of guests on there. It's incredible. Um uh-huh. and it is like you know, produces a CD, but it's like yeah, it's like four, it's like it's 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 a ton of songs, so it's a, a sort of unfair. Uh panic, uh widespread panic, panic in the streets, or All life right. life fuse get away is the is the panic in the streets concert. Um, that's a live one too. And then my morning jacket, uh oh, is it Okinos? That I would that I would look at taking if if I had ten albums, for instance, like I'm definitely taking a Sturgill Simpson album, and I would have to pick which one I'm taking. I could consider Sturgill Simpson's Bluegrass for the for the for the island because I think that's a pretty good, I like fairly good island vibe. Um, but I'm gonna go uh, Panic uh, every day. The red I album. I think all of my albums would probably be out of the '90s. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, or like early 2000s, right? For sure. Um, I mean, that's. Well, that's just what we listen to is like, you know, when you're, you're, you know, in your teens, it's like something you listen to in your teens that you probably wore out that you can listen to over and over again on an album, on an island. I mean, so Breach just said his first tape or CD was Hootie. What was yours, Brenton? I know mine. I think mine was Pearl Jam 10. So I got a CD player for Christmas, like in 19. Must have been. Yeah. Like it was like. I take that back. I take that back. Pearl Jam 10 was my the first one. Like I went and bought, I think by myself at a, like I, yeah. my mom let me go in. I think there's definitely like an MC Hammer uh, situation involved. Right, early night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 